Aloha! Welcome to the Haleo Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, teaches about the law of Jesus. Some people think it is legalistic, but today we explore it as a beneficial way of relating. Deuteronomy 5.16 Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be prolonged and that it may go well with you on the land which the Lord your God gives you. So good to be together, good to worship together. I want to bless us this morning. I know that we all have been seeking the Lord and praying a lot. And we all are going through a lot. And so I, I, you know, I took this class one time and they speak about the four primary laws. It was a class on counseling and helping people to be free. You know, and then they list is a, a ministry called Elijah House, just to give credit. You know, so they list these four verses, and they use that in all their teachings, because you always have to go back, because these four laws rule relationships. Okay, so, but first, I'm going to read Matthew 5, because we're reading Matthew together. You know, and and it's important that we not only read, and that's what we're doing, we're doing a study. So we're going to study, because there is something that brings a a deeper understanding when we really give ourselves to study. And I think that we're going to learn a lot and discover a lot of new things about Christ, the Messiah, and his mission, and how apply that to us today. Okay? So here is Jesus is speaking, Matthew 5, 17. Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke. So, in the Hebrew, the smallest letter is just like a little comma. And the stroke is just like a little dot. And if you read Hebrew manuscript, you see a lot of those. And he's saying, not the smallest letter or a stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So, we know that when it says here the law, 
It's speaking of the Torah, right? The Torah in the Old Testament is translated into the New Testament as the law. But a better translation for Torah is not really law, but it's teaching. So Moses was teaching. He came from the mountain with ten words. What we, as Christians, we understand as the Ten Commandments, in Hebrew is actually ten words. Ten teachings for us. And this is what Christ is saying. I did not come to abolish the teachings. I came to fulfill the teachings. I came to walk in the teachings. You see the teachings as laws. And I see the teachings as ways of relating. So if you study the Ten Commandments, you are only seeing that there are ten ways to apply that in, in relationships. Four of them, the first four is your relationship to God. You shall not worship other gods. You will not create idols. You will love the Lord with all your heart. Right? And then the, the last six, they all apply to our relationships to one another. So, we started our study in Matthew, and we, we talked about that. You know, they were in a place that they were looking for the coming of the Messiah. And so what were they doing? The religious ones, they were really working hard to obey the law. But in obeying the law, what you do when you become religious? Us, humans, we compare one another. And we judge one another. And I believe that we are in the same place right now. We are looking for the coming of the Lord. And we are looking to be ready to, for His coming. right? And His coming in each one of us. But we believe in His kingdom. And so, I'm going to read the first one. Is Deuteronomy 5.16. So this is a, one of the primary laws of the, this teaching that I use in my class. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your way, your days may be prolonged, and that it may go well with you on the land which the Lord your God gives you. One of my students this last week wrote, you know, I was grading some of his uh, assignments, and he wrote something that really struck me. He wrote, he's a pastor. He wrote, Christianity thrives in forgiveness. What you do not forgive, you become. And I, th I thought that was really deep. You know, and, and this class in counseling was speaking, you need to forgive and honor your parents. Because if you don't, you're going to repeat the cycle. So honoring, it doesn't matter if they, are, they were perfect, because nobody's perfect. But you received good and bad things from them. Right? So first one, honor your father and mother. You guys ready for the second one? 
Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Luke 6, 37, 38. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. And do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Pardon, and you will be pardoned. Give, and it will be given to you. They will pour out in your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. Third law. Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So this is all talking about relationships. Right? Whatever we, we sow, we reap. And the last one, Romans 2, 1. Therefore, you have no excuse. Everyone who passes judgment, every one of you who passes judgment, for in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. You who judge, practice the same things. We are all in, in a, a time of seeking the Lord. And we are in a time of... I don't know how to explain. Right? We're in a, in a time of a challenge. In a time of a transition. And in a time of change. I'm looking at this because... It's not being easy. <laughs> In one sense. But God is so faithful. And he is in charge. He is in charge. But he is not in control. He is giving us the options. And the free will to react. To judge. To condemn. To criticize. And we're all in relationships. And, and we all learned that the kingdom of God is relationship. And that's what the, the Christ came. Like, the kingdom is here. I opened the door for the kingdom. And not only that, I did not abolish the law. I came to fulfill the law. And I'm showing you how to walk in the law. Oh, but this woman committed adultery. Okay. What does the law say? Oh, she needs to be stoned. Okay, so who has not committed any sin? Throw the first stone. Because he did not come to judge. He came to save the world. He did not come to set a new standard of religion and how to apply the law. He said, no, I came to forgive. I came to heal the sick. I came to include those that were excluded. I came for the brokenhearted, for the outcasts. In Christ, everyone is included. Jew, Gentile, man and woman, free and 
slave. But we, I, myself here, I go, no. I'm going to walk in the law. You know, I'm going to be the next Pharisee. <laughs> and Christ is coming, okay, I'm in charge. But what are you going to do? I cannot control you. You know, even he told Peter, Peter, Satan's coming to sift you like wheat. And I pray that your faith does not fail because you know what? You have to go through this. And we are going through this right now. And I'm praying and saying, Lord, help me to have a right spirit. Help me not to judge by what my eyes see. There's a prophecy in Isaiah about the coming of the Lord. That he will not judge by what his eyes see, by what his ears hear. But he's going to be the expression of the Father's love for each one. And that's where I think we are. And I bless this for us. Lord, help us. Guide us. Help us not to... Not to continue being humans. <laughs> because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a new, a, new, a new heart. Ezekiel says, I'm going to remove the heart of stone. I'm going to give you a new heart. And what is that new heart? It's his heart. It is his heart. So in, before I open my mouth, I, I want to ask, Lord, how do you think about this? How do you think about that person? Lord, did you die for that person? And we know the answer. Do you love that person? Yes. But I don't like that person. Well, then I am, my problem is not with that person. My problem is with the Lord. Because I'm not in agreement with Him. But I don't like their circumstances then I, I have to go to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, what are you doing in all of this? Because I know that you're in charge. You're the God. You know everything. So what, what, is, what is it to me this all means? And what I'm finding is, God is saying, I want you. And I want you to want me only, nothing else. And I want you to be my heart to those around you. Amen? Yes. We bless this Bible study. I think Matthew is going to be fun and, and just going to get better. But I, I bless that because the Lord is going to speak to us in the Word and is going to open truths that we need to walk in today. Amen? Amen? We have been looking for changes for a long time, right? Yeah. And I, I, I had no idea that the changes would come the way that they came. I was looking more like cosmetic changes, <laughs> right? Uh, let's change some colors. And, and I think that God is he's coming and he's like, oh, you want, know what? I'm going to change you. And it's not going to just be a change of 
things, you know, like we're talking about a lot of things, schedules, times of services. Should we just make a, a big circle here and sit around together, get rid of the pulpit? And, and we, will, we will do all that, maybe, <laughs> if the Lord leads us. But what is the most important thing that I'm looking for is a change of my heart. It's a change of my heart. It's a change of my, my revelation of who God is and what he wants to be to me today. Because we cannot just improve and fix a little bit here you know, and continue with something inside of us that's not what really God wants. In a sense, it feels like Christ, when he came, he said, there's not going to be one stone over the other. Nothing. And I think that that's how I feel right now. It's like, now we can start a walk with God. Yes. Now, you know, I'm, there's nothing I, I can hold on to. All we have is God, our Father, one another, and His Word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, how many times we, we, I prayed, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, this earth. <laughs> right? It's my own fault. <laughs> I asked for it. And I blessed that for us. Can I read something fun for you? I found this, I don't know how long ago, and then I sent it to Debbie, and she had it printed in her wall in the office, and I, I completely forgot about this, but look at this. I am withdrawing myself totally from a position of judging. I'm not going to judge anyone, because the minute I do, deception can enter in, and my judgment will be colored. This is a, a, this week from 1981, called The Disciples' Focus. Number three, here. I dedicate myself to, do the, to this. Wherever I have to serve as one of his servants with authority, I will have a word from God and not a conclusion of my own heart, no matter how honest I have tried to be. Whatever God lays before me as a responsibility to take care of, I will refuse to enter into the conclusions that my own heart would give. I will look to the Lord for revelation in the matter. When the Lord gives me revelation concerning a situation, I may not know what it is so. I may have no proof. I may have no example to show anyone. I have positioned myself that if I speak something of counsel or direction to a brother, it will be by revelation. I may have all the facts about a situation, but to make them the basis of any decision is not valid. The facts can lie to you. Facts can be interpreted by different eyes that see them, when only God sees the situation as it really is. I'm not going to judge. I'm going to lay every need in God's lap and believe for God to speak to me by revelation. 
This is what should be. If I do not have enough revelation to minister this way, I certainly do not have enough wisdom to sit as a judge on my brother. Amen? Amen. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.